Hello, everybody, and welcome to Bezel Banter, a podcast that covers different topics, including travel, various gear, and of course, watches. My name is Ernesto, and today I'm absolutely excited because it is question and answer time. This is one of my favorite episodes that we end up doing, and today I have two special guests joining me. They are no strangers to the show. We have Jeremy at Timepiece Love and Daniel at Wonger.Bonger. Guys, welcome. How are you? What is going on? Hey, hey man. How you doing? We're doing good. Hey, Daniel. We're good. We're good. I feel like, uh, you know, are we even special guests at this point? I don't feel, I feel like we're not special anymore. We're just regular guests. I'm still maybe a little special because unlike, you know, you, I've been on here once. You've been here twice. Uh-oh. <sighs> I, I didn't realize this was going to be a competition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, was that a question from the Q&A? Because I can't, I don't want to answer that one. No. Don't don't answer. Just let him go. Yeah, just let right. Jeremy just go. Let just let him be. <laughs> no, guys, oh, we had such a great time at on that IG live a few yeah. weeks back. That was, yeah, that was and, fun. Uh, that was fun. We did end up getting some uh, feedback from some of the listeners, and they said, you know what? Do the Q&A with these two. And I'm looking forward to uh, seeing how we answer these questions. We got a bunch of them, actually, this time. Nice. So I'm excited to see how we all respond to it. And, and hopefully our listeners will enjoy the uh, bantering that happens today. It's going to be a lot of banter. Before of bantering. we get started with all this bantering, what are you guys wearing on your wrist today? Uh, well, this is awkward. I, I had four watches in front of me and I literally just took one off. So at this very <laughs> second, <laughs> at this very second, Why? I'm not wearing anything. Okay. Well, because I was like, ah, oh, maybe I'll wear something else, you know? Uh, Are you, you're alternating mid, mid episode. You just, you just kind of just. Got 15 minute intervals to wrist check. And <laughs> then I can tell you. Yeah. <laughs> First three questions, it'll be this watch. Next three questions will be this watch. Exactly. Just keep rotating every yeah. three. Yeah. But I think I'm going to, I'm going to put on the, uh, the notice retrospect, my Canada mm, day sure. edition. Notice retrospect with a white dial and the steel bezel. Love Very that nice. one. What about you guys? I am wearing the Panerai Pam 422 nice. on a beautiful red horse straps. That is striking. Red. I feel like Mr. Wonderful right now from Shark Tank, you know? Yeah, yeah. Ex- except with more hair. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's cool. As for me today, I am wearing my Grand Seiko, the SBGM221, which is the, uh, the GMT from the Elegance GMT. Collection. Yeah. Beautiful. Love that one. Thank you. Thank you. You know, that's that's been like my favorite modern Grand Seiko for since forever. And I was talking about this, that watch with uh, Jimmy at Watchfiend for the longest time. Mm-hmm. And then one day he's like, dude, I bought one. And I was like, oh, shit. Fuck you. Thanks. <laughs> Isn't that the best, though? <laughs> yes. It's the yeah, best it's when you're it's, talking it's to someone else about a watch you like and then they tell you they have it and it's like wait are you like living my you're living my dreams like go get your own (laughs) (laughs) but the best best part is like you know now we can see a lot of them on 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 our feed so yes my favorite thing about the watch hobby and community is how you know at the end of the day being a realist and knowing as much as and as big as my list is in terms of how many watches i love I have reality checks that I won't be able to afford um, a piece of not even like a small percentage of all the watches I want, but I love the fact that I could live vicariously through so many people, whether it's their Instagram feed or when I meet up with them and I get to put that on my wrist and take pictures. And, you know, it's just, it's a blessing that we have the community we do have because 
it's not like like everyone has a dream home. It's not like you're going to be invited to someone's mansion to go tour their mansion and enjoy their mansion whenever you want. Right. Like, but we have friends that have these watches that we could admire if we can't afford them. That's how I see it. And, and yeah. we can DM them and ask them what their experience has been with that watch. Very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it, it, it kind of reminds me of like Vegas. I'm sure you guys have been to Vegas, right? Like once. Yes. I've, I've not been to Vegas. Oh, <laughs> You're okay. talking to the wrong crowd, man. I like how he said pretty sure, like it's a normal thing, right, Daniel? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It has and become an notes. awkward conversation now. Thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs> no, it just reminds me of like Vegas, you know, like we, we when you said like with your watches, what you're going to end up with, what price point kind of hurts. It's like the slot machines, right? That's why they have mm-hmm. like $100 poles or nickel slots. You'll find mm-hmm. me in the nickel slots. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's and I'll go hang out with the guy at the other slot. That's the high roller table after because we could talk about it. I'll watch him win and I'll be like, wow, that's amazing. Let's celebrate. Let's celebrate your win. Yes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's, there's nothing wrong with that. That's And it's all about living life humbly and grateful with you, what you have and what you're able to appreciate if it's not if it's not even yours i remember doing an episode with daniel and he said something very very appropriate and he said you know sometimes we forget that we have these watches in our collection and we should take a little bit of time and enjoy what we have and be grateful for what we have i like that i like that he said that doesn't sound like me that's too wise no <laughs> i think you were drinking some bourbon at the time i'm not sure but uh, that's probably why then yeah. funny you want to hear a quick a quick this won't take too long at all i sure. promise yeah. but quick story about that you know, that note is um, I put on, I was at the, I have a, a fixation of two-tone. You know, I sold a two-tone watch many years ago and I've been wanting to add a two-tone, but I also have a fixation on integrated bracelets because I've tried on the Bulgari uh, Octo and I've tried mm-hmm. on um, an AP or I've held an AP. Um, so I really want an integrated bracelet. So I've been like, you know, kind of loving the Tissot prx 80 mm, and mm. that blue and then i but then they have the white dial with the um two-tone rose gold bezel and it's it's actually beautiful i put it on yesterday and you know like it's all about timing right at the end of the day that t-soat is not thousands it's literally like with all the discounts you can get at a department store and you know coupons you can get that watch for 500 bucks right sure but it still wasn't the right time for me to get one. Right. But at mm-hmm. the end of the day, you have that natural moment of, well, this sucks, you know, it's 500 bucks. So I should be able to get it. Right. But then you take a step back and you forget that I have this watch box at home with an amazing pile of things. And even if it's $500, add that to a bunch of the other expenses that you've probably had throughout the month. Anyway, they all add up. So, you know, right. it's one of those pieces I really want. I actually took a lot of wrist shots with it. I took a wrist roll video of, of it. It's confirmed that I actually like it at that price point. It scratches the two-tone and the integrated bracelet itch. It's a beautiful watch at that at that range. And I know that it's not limited. So when I'm ready, I could just get it. But be grateful no matter what if I didn't pick it up or not. Yeah, you know what I mean? Makes sense. Yeah. But that's that's pretty cool to be able to check two boxes off with one watch. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I feel like that's almost rare. Not that I'm trying to enable you to, you know, go get the watch right now, but. (laughs) And that's the thing. When I left the mall and I got home and I said, man, it would have been nice if I actually got it. Mm. I thought to myself, but you know what? It's not limited. It's a staple piece that they're going to have. And when I am ready, it's the Tissot's not going to be 
that piece where they're like, all right, well, you can't find it now. You got to buy it for a thousand now. It's not happening with Tissot. I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> but what's amazing is the fact that it, it did feel amazing on the wrist. It looked amazing on the wrist. And awesome. I know that I want it when I'm ready cool. at that price point. Well, we're looking forward to seeing watch posts eventually when the time yeah. is right. Yeah, that new watch alert. I'm sure will be soon. Christmas is coming up. There you yeah, go. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, guys, let's go ahead and start stabbing at these uh, questions. So first question comes from Jeff at JAR359, and he's wondering about Brelham watches. Uh, he said there are not many reviews out there, but what are your thoughts about these watches? So I never heard of them before I saw this question, but I did go to the website, and I got to say, I love the look of them. I mean, I was intrigued by the uh, Pandial chron uh, chronometer or chronometer. Mm -hmm. and um the duo box they're they're actually really nice i like the fact that the website says they only make 299 pieces a year so you know be a part of it you know get one and the movement's actually done really nicely i didn't i didn't dive too too deep into the actual um pieces itself but i from what i did see i was quite impressed for a brand that i never heard of before um, very nice and cost certified. Mm -hmm. I mean, the, the finishing looks quite good as well, you know, and yeah. I'm, I'm looking, they have a, like the dual box gold. They have a mm -hmm. two-tone. That's what I was looking at, the two-tone yeah. gold. Yeah, yeah. That's cool, man. I yeah. think it's, uh, you know, it's worth trying. I'm wondering why aren't there any reviews? I mean, if it's like, a, they're really nice. It's Swiss watchmaking. It's limited edition to 299 pieces a year. I'm wondering how come it's so hard to find a review is, you know, that's one thing I always wonder too, is why certain brands, like I just literally Googled another brand that's unknown completely. And there was a review on them already versus something as beautiful as these. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure either, but you know, I, I think the watch in itself, they do check off quite a few different types of complications. So I think that, you know, there's some breath in their product offering. Um, the other thing that was kind of neat that hit a chord with me is, that when you looked at their name, there's some history behind it, right? So the, it's like a four generation of watchmakers that this comes from. And what I liked about it was Brellum, when you flip the name around, it's actually the last name of the owner. Oh. Muller. Wow, so I thought wow. that was kind of a neat uh, story behind that. That is pretty cool, actually. Uh -huh. You know, here's the thing. There's so many different watches out there. And everybody has a different fingerprint, just like everybody's got a different watch collection. If that brand speaks to you, don't listen to anybody else. Just of course, grab the watch that you end up really gravitating towards and just pull the trigger. Go for it. Yeah, I agree. Buy what yeah. you like, buy what talks to you, what yeah. speaks to yeah. you. And like objectively speaking, these are good watches, right? They're, mm -hmm. they're good looking by design and, and they, I think they have good movements, you know, if they're cost certified, uh, at least somebody, you know, put some work into it to, to making it cost certified. And yeah, I, I agree, man. Just buy what you like. Wait, what is, I'm, I'm looking, what's the price point on them? Oh, okay. Right here. CHF, like about 2,600, 2,300. What's that in dollars? I think it's close to the dollar. Okay. Cause it's, a, isn't that a Swiss franc CHF? That is Swiss franc. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Okay. So I think it's pretty close to the dollar it's not bad i mean look i'm looking at i'm looking at more of the pictures and i i, I like the two-tone the the dual box gold very nice cost mm -hmm. certified nice finishing on the movement limited edition 
I would say for anyone who's curious about it, be that be that person and do the review and help us out too. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at the uh, pilot power reserve chronometer and looking Ooh. at the back of it, when you look at the case back and it's got that rotor, look at the rotor. There's actually a plane, the profile of a plane on that thing. It's, it's well done. Yeah. Oh, I'm looking at that right now too. You're right. That's pretty cool. There's thought. There's all thought into each of their different pieces, too. You're right. I wonder uh, how these guys will wear, because it looks like maybe they're a little long, lug to lug. I'm not sure. For the they do look a little to... long. You're right. Mm-hmm. The, they look, but they also curve downward. So those, at some angles, if you right. look, uh, it looks long from the side view, and then if you look from the top view, they curve, they curve downward. Yeah. It it also says suitable for all risks from sixteen to twenty one. Yeah, so that's or six point three inches to eight point three inches. So, I guess that that's a good thing to have. Mm-hmm. More brands should do that, you know. They like should have a Agreed. have a range for a risk. I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, even their I mean, even their website tells you things that some people need a review for. Do you know right. what I mean? Like right. that tells you like what wrist size, not just not lug to lug, not lug width, not diameter but this one also tells you what range of size of wrist it actually suits which is really nice too a lot of thought put in put into this so i'm just thinking jeff i would pull the trigger if there's a particular model that you gravitate towards pull the trigger and share with us what you end up getting and maybe give us your review of what you think you know how that watch wears and all that stuff tag us maybe you'd like to try the duo box gold so you know <laughs> I could live I could live yeah. vicariously through you. That's exactly it. Yeah. You're watching people pull slot <laughs> machines at that point. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, fantastic. Jeff, thank you so much for that question. The next question comes from at the Paula Newman. And he says, What are your three horological confessions? He adds that his are number one, he likes quartz watches. Two, he likes the code eleven fifty nine by Audemars Piguet. And uh, number three, he doesn't like Casio G-Shocks. Hmm. I'd say the same thing. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> Daniel, All right. do you want to start, Daniel? Sure. Um, three horological confessions, eh? Okay, well, I think, so actually, before, before we even start, right, uh, going back to at Paul A. Newman's answer about uh, liking uh, Code 1159, I honestly, I, I feel like I... Don't I don't see why people hate it that much. Do you guys feel the same? Because I I think it's a very modern and and different design from what AP has always done. So I, I love I it. I think it's yeah. I'm fine with it. Okay, totally I love it. Yeah. But remember when it came out and everyone was like just absolutely trashing it. And that's because everyone who heard of AP and thought about an Audemars Piguet's, they thought of a Royal Oak. Hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. They, I guess. they they court they thought of they thought of a Royal Oak. So you know, think about like Apple. If Apple came out with a flip phone tomorrow, they're gonna get they're gonna get you know a little bit of a backlash for the fact that they came out with a flip phone. Everyone knows an iPhone for what an iPhone looks like. So right. it'll be weird, you know. But yeah, like I saw it and I said, wow. I mean, that's a beautiful piece of work in my opinion, and I love that the blue Fume dial one. Oof. Mm. Gosh. Yeah. I think the the favorite, my favorite code of 1159 will probably be the chronograph. Obviously, you're a chronograph <laughs> guy. That's probably what I guessed. <laughs> well, that's funny you said that. I'm looking at the blue Fume with the chronograph on it. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, 
You should get that, Jeremy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You should get that. Sure. I'm right on that. You guys keep answer your three uh, confessions. I'll go order it right now. Perfect. All right. Cool. Cool. (laughs) Um, Okay. So number one confession. Uh, I think, okay. So I don't know if it's a confession or it's just something that I hear a lot of my friends complain about. I'm just like, I don't really see any problems with it. Um, I don't mind thicker dive watches or chronographs. I feel like they're tool watches and they should have a certain like wrist presence to them. So, you know, I, I don't really mind it. Whereas, you know, people are always saying, oh, like the, the Black Bay 58 is amazing because it's so thin and it's a dive watch and it's a tool. Hmm. Um, you know, I, I get that, right? Like depend, depending on what your preference is on, you know, how the watch would wear. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you might want a thin dive watch, but I think to me, I like the sturdy and like robust feeling of a, of a big dive watch. Right. Like, and I don't have a a big wrist by any, by any means. I, I still would love to rock a a Tudor Paragos, you know, that's a thick watch and a big watch, but I think that's more to me, the ethos of a, of a tool watch. Right. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's number one. Um, Number two, is I guess sticking with the tool watch theme. I like divers on leather straps. Hey, um, okay. Of course, I'm going to say that with my Panerai. That's on a rubber strap right Pam, now. But Pam is Pam is different though, isn't it? Yeah, like no, Pam, right. a lot of them have leather straps on. Yeah, them, they but, all... but I'm talking like like Submariners, oh, you yeah. know, like uh, Tudor Black Bay's, like you know Omegas, like things like that. Like I, I wear my uh, my Seamaster. 300 on the leather strap all the time i think it looks amazing i think so too and it's not like i'm you know swimming or or anything like that every day uh obviously when i am doing those water activities i would put it on either the bracelet or a nato strap uh but yeah i i I love how how divers look with the uh with a leather strap nice what do you guys think yeah you know it's funny you say that um the bb red right it's you know, yeah. it's, I fell in love with that piece when I saw it on Instagram, not on the bracelet, but on a rugged brown hmm. leather strap, like the rugged suede looking or whatever beat up leather strap when someone had it and they had yeah. a picture of it near the water. That's when I fell in love with the BB Red, not when it was on a bracelet. You know, that's awesome. I'm totally cool with that whole leather on a diver. And I'm, I'm a huge fan of divers. I, I think it mm-hmm. it's it's fine. And I think that there are some leathers we talked about Panerai. So Panerai leathers are meant to get wet, but there are other mm-hmm. leathers out there that are Horween. Um, yeah. Right. And man, you can get that thing wet. It's not an issue. And I love my turtle. My turtle on leather is really nice too. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, exactly. no, no complaints there. Yeah. Your turtle on the blue croc is just mm-hmm. killer. It's my favorite combo with the croc. So, so message to, to our listeners, actually not really our listeners to <laughs> you Ernesto is uh, <laughs> put your sub on a leather strap. <laughs> okay. Or at least try it. I don't know. Like I'm, just, I'm just playing. Okay. I'm just playing. I, listen, I used <laughs> to wear my subs all the time on leather. All the time. Okay. Really? I did. Because every time you post it, it's, it's always on it's metal. On, on the bracelet. Yeah, yeah it's exactly. always on the bra- bracelet. C- can I tell You're you why? Can I tell you why? Yeah, why? I'm lazy. Yeah. Well, no, you know. <laughs> I just said it. Yeah, I, I, I feel you on that. I took, I took my... Uh, gold bracelet off of the yacht master once to try on a rubber strap that i got and it didn't fit 
and it took me so long to put the gold bracelet back on that I was like, I'm never, I'm never doing this again. But it, again, it's probably because it's the first time I ever took off with a bracelet. Yeah, I, I got a, I got a solution for you guys. Just send the watch to me, mm-hmm. and I'll put it on the, I'll put it on the <laughs> okay. strap for you. And you'll send okay. it back in like yeah. six or seven months, maybe. Yeah, I'll, I'll send it back, maybe. Eventually, yeah. maybe. Got to put the you'll, maybe. You'll in get there. it back at some point. Let me consider in that. one of our lives. <laughs> think on that yeah in one of our lives yeah um okay and third confession is i like anna digi watches and analog digital watch okay so okay. you're talking about the brightling like that bright the brightling yes yeah the, uh, specifically that the the oh my god why did i just have aerospace a brain freeze the aerospace yes the aerospace. yep that's the one <laughs> Thank you very You're much. Welcome. Beautiful yes. one, though. Specifically, the one from the '90s. Yes. That are you know they're super thin and 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 still like 38 or, or 40 millimeters. Is it the one? Um, clocks on the rocks. Horrible. Clocks on the rocks has one. Yeah. And 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 one. I think yeah. um uh Ralph uh stuck on time also has one, and when they posted it, they're beautiful. Yeah, they're they beautiful. are. It's yeah, they're they're amazing watches. They're titanium too, and they're light and yeah, very cool. Yeah. Have you guys seen them in person? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I tried it on. Yeah, they're awesome. Okay, I've actually I've never actually seen one in person yet. I don't think, but yeah. That anyways. So a- analog digital watches, I think they're cool. Kind of the best of both worlds in a in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, and typically they're quartz, right? So it, they're very robust, and you can wear them whenever you want and not worry. So Daniel has said my buzzword twice, which is the word What's robust. That? It's robust. Yeah, so every I know time that is the, that is your word. That's every my time word. You say robust. You're supposed to drink, so I'm gonna drink a couple of times for Daniel since he said the word. Okay. All cheers. right. Drink. Go on then. Cheers. Cheers. All right. So Daniel, thank you for sharing those three confessions. Mm. Jeremy, what about you? I feel like my my soul is lighter now. God, it's, it just went, you just took oh, us all man. to church, people. You just took, <laughs> took us, us all to church. church. <laughs> <laughs> took us to church. Well, the our our listener did, not me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah sorry yes jeremy okay so this was a tough one for me you know it's weird because i don't have a lot of like crazy things that but then again as i talk to the both of you uh, it opens my my mind to a few like so number one you know the paula the paula newman said he likes quartz i have to make a confession like i i don't love them like I, i'll choose mechanical over quartz all day every day and i don't know why i really don't know why i know Mm. they're very reliable and i know that Mm. um you know it's at least good to have one maybe two in the collection and i do but i i don't sought after any more of them i don't know why yeah i guess it's i I, I don't know yeah i don't i don't know why like i have one or two i have one from my wedding which is in invicta Mm -hmm. and i have a timex uh world time and uh and a wood watch, the one my wife got me, the one that's made out of wood. And after those three, I don't think I would ever buy another quartz unless it's maybe the Grand Seiko one. Because for some odd reason, that Grand Seiko quartz, the case design and the indices are just so beautiful that I'd mm-hmm. probably get that one. Not because it's a quartz, but because it looks like that. Gotcha. So that was one. And then number two is... Um, a lot of people complain about the date wheel or date window being at four or four thirty. Mm-hmm. Doesn't bother me at all. Does yeah. not bother me at all. I think it looks fine. I think it looks, depending on the watch, um, it doesn't. It's not a deal breaker for me. Okay. Yep. 
And my third one was very relatable to Daniel, actually, which was the leather. I mean, I love dive watches on leather, whether it's my own or when I see it. I think it's a beautiful way for a dive watch to have a perfect amount of contrast from the timepiece to the textures of the leather. Nice. Nice. Yeah. So it's funny. I got this question and I actually have four things. Is that bad? No, not at all. Go ahead. Confess. You have have a lot of got a lot of horological kinks huh? yeah a lot, a lot. <laughs> tell gonna, us your confessions i'm gonna tell you my confessions right now so the first one is i'm not very technical when it comes to watches dude i'm with you there but go ahead go so that's number one so yep. number two i'm not a fan of the invicta watches and w- most of the watches that pay homage to the classic epic legendary timepieces that we know of Oh my gosh, I'm so happy you said that. E, I really I just, am. I just, no, I'm not I'm probably going to get some. I'm going to no, be you, you might that, get, but... you might get hate for it, and that's sure. fine. There's passionate people about the, and uh, people call it Vicky, like he's my mm-hmm. Vicky, my, my Invicta, which is the, the diver. And yeah, it looks, it looks great, but you know, I, I personally don't have a problem with it, but I personally won't, won't get one. And I won't either. And those people out there that are Invicta diehard fans, look, if you DM me, we could still break bread. We could still have a coffee and a drink together. I'm just not going to buy an Invicta. I mean, like, it's just Yeah, not there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. <laughs> look, at the end of the day, there's nothing wrong with Invictas yeah. at all. I have a, I have one friend whose grail watches it as different kinds of Invictas. Sure. It's just nothing not wrong with that. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Okay. So that's number two. Go ahead, Daniel. Before we move on from this, uh, kind of. So, is this a like? Do you? What about other homage watches, like Steinhardt's? Yeah, like Steinhardt's. <laughs> Not a fan. That was really or, quick. Or, really quick that you said that. He was like real quick fan. with that. I feel. I, I feel you. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Understood. Okay. Moving there's a on. few, uh, and we'll go real quick. There's a few. There's a <laughs> there's a few micro brands that like to um, bring out the that brand w- that we all know of already inspired, and at the end of the day. You know, I'd rather get something a little different. Sure. That's all. Something more more original. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. So the third one is while Patek and Vacheron are high-end Swiss horological movements, and they're like to be the grail, I would pick a Alanga Onzona over those two any day of the week. Cool. That's cool. Yeah. That's really that's, cool. That's, I, I don't I don't know if that counts as a confession though, so I'm glad you have four of them because this one's kind of a cop out. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because I feel the same way. <laughs> so Daniel yes. just and wants me to get in e, trouble. In e, you know, it's really funny. Whatever you just said will relate to my question later. Okay. Yeah, and and I feel like a lot of people can relate to that though, mm-hmm. uh, right. because you know they're they're Lange just makes such amazing watches, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. It, not not to shit talk Patek or, or VC. They're they're amazing brands, of course, but uh, Langa has got a special something something to it that's different yes. from the traditional Swiss watchmaking, right? And I think that's what draws us in. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, I and I couldn't agree with you more. I, that's kind of where my head is with uh, Langa. And so that's number three. And this one, I'm just gonna get a bunch of hate. For I'm gonna get oh a boy. bunch oh, of. Here we go. Let's hope it's if not I haven't already, up. I'll be losing listeners. I think on this one. Go. <laughs> I have a bad taste in my mouth for Oris. Oh yeah. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. yeah. 
Whoa, shots Whoa. fired. Shots fired. <laughs> pew, pew, pew. Sorry, guys. I mean, I, and maybe it's because of the one and only Oris that I ended up picking, but I Can don't you know. Tell us I, why? Yeah, like what, what's, the, what's the bad taste? What's the story? Yeah, so yeah. I ended up picking up a uh, the Oris Pro Pilot, the GMT, it's the 5730 Air, and um, it's the Air Races, the limited edition one, and I picked it up, and I wanted to like this watch a lot. It just... As I'm getting older, guys, my eyes are not as good, so it's hard for me to see like the the numbers in there and the dates and all that stuff. So I'm just kind of like, okay, guys, it is for sale. I cannot sell that watch. Wait, is it the ProPilot GMT small second one? Uh no, it's the no, it's the 57th Reno Air Races. Oh, you're right. It's a good looking watch. It is a good looking one. It's a nice Flieger looking piece. Mm-hmm. Is it tight? Is it titanium? Uh no, it's um. It's like a PVD. Ah, oh, okay, okay. So you're saying that it's not the readability is not that great. The readability is not that great, and actually, put it this way: I thought I was gonna <laughs> like the Oris more, and I'm, okay. I'm just maybe it's maybe it's my maybe it's me that I picked the wrong one first, but I'm okay. not having a good experience with Oris. So that's my fourth. Okay, all right. There's no hate okay. here. It's all about being real. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Hey man, we all like different things, you know. It, it's fine. We're not gonna like everything, right? right? So it's it's all good. So much for my Oris endorsement contract. Bef- right? And before we before we end <laughs> that Oris topic, have you tried on though the like the Diver sixty five, the any of the other ones? I have not. Okay, Diver sixty five sits right. beautifully on your wrist. I just want to let you know that yeah. if you ever want to put that on, it feels like it just hugs your wrist and that dome crystal. And all that good stuff. It's a very comfortable dive. Perfect size. And I think I wanted something different. I've got so many divers. And so mm-hmm. for me to just grab another diver, diver yeah, it's just kind of like, okay. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. All right. Well, thanks for, you know, the, thanks for letting that out of, off your chest, you know? Yeah. So the next question is for at will work for a Creedor, which is a very creative name, by the way. Very cool. Um, he asks, does Leslie have a favorite French watch company? Does Ernesto know any Filipino watch companies, watchmakers? Um, so, unfortunately, Leslie's not here to answer that question with regards to the French watches. But as far as Filipino watches, I figured I've got a fellow Filipino here with Jeremy. And also, <laughs> um, we've got Daniel here, who's of Chinese descent. Why don't you guys start off? Do you have any... Are you familiar with any of the watchmakers from the countries that you guys are from? So when it comes, yeah. So when it comes to the Philippines, I personally don't have firsthand experience at all uh, with any of the brands. I know I've heard of Ibarra, and mm-hmm. and I've seen them at a glance when I went to visit the Philippines quite a few years ago. Um, Ibarra was like in the glass case. They look pretty good. Um, I know they make some decent looking dress watches. And uh, I just stumbled, you know, as this question came about, I saw Makina, Makina watches. And I must say, I love the look of them. It's kind of appealing that a lot of the models that I liked on their website are completely sold out. So now it makes me want one even more now. And I got to say, um, I'm kind of intrigued with the design of Makina watches. So, you know, if, if Makina watches ever listens to this and you feel like letting me experience a piece, let me know. Cool. I'd love to experience it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a that's a great suggestion, man. Like 
Yeah, that brand is cool. We looked it up earlier, and I think their designs are very unique, right? Like, very unique. Going back to what yeah. Ernesto was saying. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I, and I think that the design in itself is amazing. I'm looking at the watch right now. It wears very similarly to like what a dress watch would wear, like, but with some cool design. And I'm I'm kind of torn with the name. I think that it would actually be pronounced Makina, which means machine. Yeah, Makina, Uh-oh. machine, yeah. So, right, okay, yeah. all right. Okay, So, but, but that's a cool one. I know, I, I, the designs look really cool. Yeah, similarly to you, I've not had much experience with Filipino watches. I've kind of always gravitated towards either Japanese watches or Swiss watches or mm-hmm. other companies. But, you know, maybe it's something worth exploring. Who knows? I agree, I agree. Daniel, what about you? Well, uh, I think for me, the most obvious choice would be, um, <laughs> you know, Atelier Wen. Right? Yes, I do. Atelier Who are those guys? Yeah. Who is that? Who, yeah, who, who are, are they? they? <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Um, Atelier Wen is, you know, obviously the, the number one choice. But, you know, there's actually a few different uh, crazy kind of watchmakers from China that's, you know, uh, you know, we all know uh, the uh, the ja- uh, independent Japanese brands and Swiss uh, Swiss brands, mm-hmm. right? But not a lot of people has heard of uh, this this Chinese dude. His name is actually Chin Gun. So it it yeah, like he does all of his like watches uh, by himself in China, and and there's a great article about him on uh, watches by SJX. Uh, highly recommend you guys uh, looking that up. It's it's really really cool. Nice. It's like really nice dress watches and, and thing and things like that. And yeah, it's pretty much as good as it gets from from China. Cool watches by SJX, right? Yeah, and the and the company is called a Qingan, which is Q I N space G A N. If you guys want to look that, and I'll up. make sure I put it in the show notes as well. Well, at will work for a Creedor. Thank you for that question. Uh, we appreciate it. The next questions come from a friend of ours, and it's Michael at Which Watch. And um, for those of you that know, we'll, we'll make sure that we tag him in here. Which Watch is at W-H-1-C-H-W-4, the, like the number four, T-C-H. So this one's specifically for Daniel. And he says, why are you so young and cool and make the rest of us look like old farts. <laughs> Daniel, what say you? You know, I, 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 I. That's <laughs> because he is young I, and cool. What's your secret? <laughs> Tell us. Well, it's, it's. I'm actually the opposite of both. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's a uh, pill that I take. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I don't know what he's talking about. Honestly, I don't know what he's talking about. You guys are, are the inspirations for what I aspire to be. So yeah, Michael, that's just wrong. Yeah. <laughs> what we an must, answer. We must have him, we must have him live to answer for this. We should get it. We should get him on the show. What do you guys think? We should get him oh, on the show. Man. We should. Yeah. Let's That'd get him great. on the show one day. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Do it. Do it. Yeah. And do a Q and a with him and only me and Jeremy are allowed to submit questions. So done, <laughs> done. We can make that happen. One of my main ones is going to be his photo sessions in the toilet. So there you go. <laughs> Oh, yes, yes. He loves to use the uh, the toilet. Yeah, uh, Good lighting in the bathroom. Creative fellow, isn't yeah. he? Um, so the next question Michael asks is, this is for Jeremy. Have you ever been angry or mad at someone before because you are such a positive person? It's really, frankly, hard to imagine. Okay. Well, 
hard enough as it is to believe. Uh, I, I have been very angry or mad at, you know, people before. Everyone's human. Um, but it all boils down to disrespect and food. So if anyone disrespects me, <laughs> it's it's funny too. There's always this, it's it's really when it boils down to it. I'm the most like I'm the kindest, most positive person, and I always take the high road for almost anything in life. But when right. it comes to like disrespect, whether it's for me or for my wife, or my family, or my good friends, a whole different side of me comes out. And I've been very angry. I've been very vocal. I get very loud. And that's when that comes out. Um, and then the other thing is but what food. about food? Yeah, food. When <laughs> if you mess with my food, man. Okay. I gotta tell you, there's a whole different man that comes out. I mean, you know, if you go to a restaurant and you order, I'll tell a really funny story really quick. And I wasn't angry, but it was just the principle. Imagine going to a steakhouse that's known for having the best steak. And you pay almost $80 for the steak without the sides. And it comes out less less than par. I mean, like, not even good to the point where I had to make myself enjoy it. I ate my food and my wife's steak because she ordered it. And the next morning, I ordered a $20 steak and eggs with a side of fried, you know, juca, like a Spanish whatever potato. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that $20 steak was better than an $80 steak. That's when I get angry or mad at people. So it's all about, it's food. I, I get very food aggressive. So if you mess with my food, if you forget something in my order, if you, uh, you know, kind of mess up, mess with my appetite, gotcha. oh, you're going to hear me. My wife could, like hears me on the phone and she'll say, hey, be nice this time. When you call them back, just be nice. It's, 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 people make mistakes. And I'm not very nice when I call a restaurant that That's messed awesome. up my order that I have to get them to fix for me. That is some real stuff right there. That's awesome. I thought I you were real gonna, here. No, that and that's what this is all about. Bezel banter is all about being yeah. real. What's what's funny about that is when you talked about like your food, I thought you were like if you got hangry and it wasn't even that. It was oh, just like messing no. up the food. No, <laughs> you can't you can't mess with my you can't mess with my appetite. When I when I don't eat all day for a certain meal and right, that right. meal comes out. And it's not it's not the way I wanted it. I'm very angry. Gotcha. That's funny. <laughs> All right. So Michael's next question. He's got like a battalion of questions. Uh, this one this one's kind of a real watch question though. So he says, with so many manufacturers releasing different case materials lately, what are your thoughts on the latest releases? And he references like you know the Tudor silver, the gold, the bronze with the the bronze bracelet, um, the new Oris bronze collection, which I think is called the cotton candy. Right. Um, mm -hmm. and then the other one would be yeah. like the Omega's, uh, Sedna gold. What, so what yeah. are you guys' thoughts with regards to all of these different types of metals that these, uh, watch brands are coming out with? If you don't mind, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll start with this one off. Um, yeah, I, I, I think they're cool, man. I, I love that people are experimenting with different metals. Um, it's always interesting, but I feel like there's a lot of hesitation from the community as well, because mm. we all don't know how something like the Tudor silver is going to age. Right. right. Um, yeah. But I think it's cool. Like I, I don't know if I'm a fan of bronze, to be honest, I've tried it before and I just don't think it's for me. Um, but the, uh, the Sedna gold, different kinds of gold, different kinds of silver, like steel, like that, like that kind of color tone. I, I really dig it. Nice. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. What about you guys? Jeremy? The silver, the Tudor silver, I was very intrigued by. And then I, I, I forget who it was that posted it, but they posted 
signs the signs of patina mm. and i gotta say like it's nice i mean the tudor silver has got this warmth of a metal to it which i really like um yeah so i'm a fan and that that sedna gold oh man yeah i got i was at the i was at the torno uh grand opening tour and a gentleman there had the uh the new speedmaster in sedna gold and we me and Ooh. yeah me and spanish rob bombarded him <laughs> i mean like yeah, obviously we're at torno and we're supposed to be looking at the store and the watches that torno has but here's a gentleman with the sedna gold so i said oh man is that the new sedna gold speedmaster and he said yes and you know people that get these watches are very proud of him so not even two seconds goes by and he takes it off and puts it in my hand and crazy holy cow that sedna gold is something else the warmth awesome. of that gold is perfect perfect nice it's it's crazy yeah because it, it's got like does it have like a little hue of red in it yes almost? it's like a reddish gold oh it's beautiful oh, it's so good it is i if, if i was to pick another gold watch that's you know somewhat not like in the ap range mm -hmm. i'd probably get that one for sure um and then really quick uh the bronze like i love bronze i don't have any i'm intrigued by it but if for some reason you know he did ask bronze with the bracelet I don't know if I'm a fan of a solid bronze piece. I think I'm a more of a fan of like bronze that has that rustic, cool leather to go with it or, or a NATO strap, but not like all bronze. So I'm with you on that. Like, so with the bronze, I don't know how it would be with like a full all out bronze. And I don't know what that would actually do to your skin. Like if you wore you it as a something daily... really cool? Sure. Yeah. Something really cool. Zellos. So uh, Ralph stuck on time. He got a all bronze Zellos and mm -hmm. it's, gorgeous the inside of the bracelet is stainless steel i don't uh, know how it's done okay. i don't know i i saw he saw he sent me pictures but the inside of the bracelet of the bronze is stainless steel okay and that makes sense right so because yeah the stainless steel would be a less inflammatory metal to your skin and yeah. so th that's where i would hesitate with the bronze I like bronze. I have one bronze, which is that. Uh, I like your bronze. The vertex. Thank you. And um, mm. you know what's interesting about the. <laughs> what's, thank you. Thank what's, you. <laughs> what's interesting about the bronze to me is not all bronzes are equal, right? So like different bronzes will mm -hmm. patina differently, and yeah. if you have like a Tudor bronze, that's gonna be different than how a vertex bronze patinas, and how differently a uh, Panerai will also mm -hmm. patina and i think it also depends upon what environment you put it under but... it's the mixtures too it's the mixtures yes. like rotto when i borrowed their captain cook mm -hmm. they um they put a certain mixture in there to prevent the same patina that would happen in a normal other bronze piece it lessens the patina sure. yes unless you're living in salt water there's and it's inevitable and so i'm <laughs> oh. so i'm that's that's exactly where I live. Damn it! Yes. <laughs> Take it easy with those bronze watches, Daniel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but so so I'm totally cool with that. I'm enjoying how that vertex is patina ing right now. Um, but like with the silver, that's cool too. I mean, like I'd be curious to see. Right now, I don't have really any precious metals in my watch collection. But I think as I'm evolving in my watch collection, and as I'm getting older too, I think I'm I'm looking at probably changing that kind of like gold the gold like if you could tell the difference between a vintage gold piece versus the one that someone buys brand new like if you look at my gold yacht master from like 1994 and certain yes. parts of the bracelet it's got a warmth to it versus like a brand new one 
Right. It's, it's something yeah. really nice about it. It's charming. Yeah, I think uh, Michael has one last question, which I think is a pretty good question. He says, if you can keep three watches in your collection, what would it be? Should we start with? Yeah, I'm not going first. Should we start yeah, going with first? Mine's, mine's easy. I'll go like mine's. Mine's a quick one. Pam, okay. Rolex, Speedy. Damn it! I needed more time, man. <laughs> All right, I'll go next then. <laughs> Pam, right, Rolex, right. Speedy, go. No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead, Daniel. <laughs> no, I I actually <laughs> He's would like, like no, more time. Please go first. <laughs> no, go ahead. Seriously, Daniel. What What are your okay, Daniel? Right. What are your uh, three that you would keep in your collection? Three that I would keep in my collection. Hmm. Okay, so I think number one, without a shadow of a doubt, the the Speedmaster Broad Arrow. That's mm. the last watch I would ever sell. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely that. And then number two, I think it would have to be the uh, Notice Retrospect. Uh, it's it's a watch that I've owned for for quite a while, and you know, there's a lot of sentimental uh, stories and, and memories with it. And it's the only watch that I've ever engraved. So I think uh, that's 100% a keeper. And I, I like that Michael picked the number three because now that's two gone. And, and I can, like, you know, a chronograph, a diver, and now I can throw in a dress watch. <laughs> ah, which nice. one is that one? Is that one of your UGs? Yes, the pull router. Yeah. Nice. How come I know you? Hey, I know you. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I'm too you. easy, man. I'm too predictable. No, we just know you. We just yeah, know you. That's yeah. it. And that, that's a great trio, by the way, to hang on to. It's a beautiful trio. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. So for me, I kind of thought similarly to how you thought, Daniel, where you're picking up various pieces. First of all, I'm just going to say this. I cannot include in this choices, I cannot include the two subs that I have because I mean, those two are going to my kids. So they have to stay in the collection. So if it was three, mm-hmm. col- three watches in my collection that I keep, one would be my Tudor Black Bay 58. I really like that one as a diver. The second would be my Rolex GMT BLNR, the Batman. I love that GMT. Mm. Um, and actually, you know what? That was my first Rolex that I ever bought brand new from an AD. So that has sentimental value to me. And then the last one is the watch that I'm wearing right now. It's the Grand Seiko GMT because it would be the dressier watch out of the three. And I'm still a sucker for these GMTs and, and divers. That's a great course, so. trio, though. Thank That's you. a great trio. I think I got a little yeah. respect from Jeremy on that one. That's a great trio. He's smiling. Awesome, I love it. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, that's a great trio. Cool. Can't can't go wrong with them, man. Especially, I like that you're keeping the Grand Seiko. Yes. Yeah. I do enjoy it. It's my first Grand Seiko ever, and such a good positive experience with Grand Seiko. I'm, I'm I have I have two in my collection right now. Hopefully, one day I'll add a third one. Who knows what it'll be, but. I really enjoy the brand. It's a good, great brand. It's great that you're, it's three different brands, like Tudor, Rolex, and Grand Seiko, like all really good brands. Mm-hmm. Thank you. But no Speedmaster? Come on, Ernesto. I'm, I'm trying to like the chronograph. Because <laughs> both he's of still, us, both he's still he, trying. He, st- still not, yeah, still not sold. Both put the Speedmaster in, you know? <laughs> uh, just, just, I'm just playing. No, I'm cool. just playing. I, I wore my chronograph yesterday. Yeah. You could borrow ours. If it were, when, when shit hits the fan, we all have three watches you could borrow. Perfect. Ours. <laughs> we'll rotate. We'll rotate. That's awesome. Yeah. All right, Michael, thank you so much for all those questions. We appreciate all the support that you give to the show. The next question comes from at time flies by 2020. And it's a very simple question. And I think it was leaning towards Daniel, but I think we're going to all take a stab at this question. Sure. 
And the question yeah. says something like this. Cognac or brandy? Go. Straightforward, simple. Simple. I love uh, it. The, the, the answer, though, at least from me, would be I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> I, feel like I, I feel like I'm not well-versed enough for in either okay. to really have a preference, you know? Mm. Um, yeah, I, I really don't know. Uh, I would love to, to learn more about them. Mm-hmm. Okay. But yeah. What about you guys? My answer is ditto. I'm not <laughs> versed in <laughs> I guess I, I'm the only brandy. one with an answer here, huh? Okay. <laughs> Jeremy, school us. Yes, and tell us. So there's, no, there's no schooling here, but um, for me, uh, it's brandy. And, and the reason why I say that is, but, it, but I don't have a, a big experience with brandy. I have my most recent experience with brandy with my neighbor. He had a uh, Portuguese brandy. I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. It's Alianca X, 40 year, 40 años. And wow. that was probably the, one of the smoothest drinks I've had in my life, even pairing it next to some of the, the scotches, bourbons, whiskeys I've had. It was just such a smooth drink, and I want a bottle of it. So the next time he orders it, um, he's getting me one. And that's probably the extent of my like brandy experience. And then the reason why I pick brandy over cognac too is, you know, my friends are big henny, henny people. I mean, okay. they are all about the henny life. And every mm-hmm. time I hung out with them and had henny, I could drink it and I'll do it if it's there. But for some odd reason, whenever I do drink it, I have either a headache or massive heartburn. Okay. doesn't sit well yeah. with me and, and it always makes me feel like you drink it it's good and then you go yeah that little that little right. shake at the end of your sip don't like you know i don't right. love it so it's a brandy for me so i have not had either wow i'm a, I'm a bourbon guy i like my rise uh, i used to drink scotch nice. quite a bit but um so when you think about flavor profile on a brandy for example how did how would you compare that with the bourbon so it's like Brandy is to grapes as whiskey is to grains. That's how the, that's the comparison. It's got like a port. Like if you think of like a really sweeter dinner wine, like a like what's that dinner wine? Um, port, mm-hmm. right? Mm, yeah. yeah. Similar to port and and stuff like that. It had a nice sweetness to it. It was really good. So okay, you know, brandy's good. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Well, at Time Flies By 2020, thank you for that question. We appreciate that. Uh, The next question is from a friend of ours, Matt, at Northern Watch Owl. And so I think this one's geared towards Jeremy, but we'll open it up to the rest of us as well. He asks, uh, other than VC 1921, so this is the Vacheron Constantin, the historic uh, 1921, if you had unlimited money, What would your ultimate grail and exit watch be? Two. I have to up to. Um, a rose gold AP Royal Oak is like something I would absolutely love to have. And after experiencing the Langa Datograph Perpetual Torbillon, Torbillon Platinum, mm-hmm. that one right there would be, I mean, that one. It's so yeah. good. Yeah. So good. I don't even have a lot of words. I mean, I held it. Stared at the front for like five minutes, turned it around, stared at the back, took a picture of the case back, the weight of it, not even having a bracelet in platinum and just seeing the, the movement. I felt like I wanted to be Ant-Man and just shrink myself <laughs> and jump into that world for like 
a year straight just to explore every gear and mechanism inside of there that's, that's awesome. something i would want to yeah yeah those two fantastic yeah i feel like i feel like longer movements can be like themes for like amusement park rides yeah you want to take nice. a ride yeah. it's yeah. literally art it's art it's like surrealism like you know when you see those like like those arts where there's another world with different levels and that's mm. yeah, that's yeah, yeah. that's longer right there yeah very good descriptive what about you guys unlimited money unlimited money grail okay and this is but um, this means that it's the end watch right so after you buy this watch you're done yeah you're not buying any more watches so buy buy everything else before this <laughs> right. and then sell everything <laughs> and sell everything to get this and you're good there's a That's lot a of pressure plan. in this oh, question okay. matt a lot yeah, of pressure that is a lot question. of pressure i don't know should i go first ernesto sure after you i i think i'm on the same lines with jeremy here i i think i would go with the uh Lunga triple split. And I think they came out with a new one this year. The The one that came out in 2021 this year was uh, the triple split, but in rose gold. So, and with a blue dial, it's, it's an unbelievable looking watch. And yeah, I, I think that will be, <laughs> that will be the, the end for me. Not in just watch collecting, but in life, you know, that's when I just know it. This is it. You you know, can I, I'm looking at it right now. It. The rose gold blue dial you said? Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. That's ridiculous. That's that's it. You know, that's that is it. That is ridiculous. Right? That's, pink yeah. gold. Uh pink gold. Exactly. Oh man. I love I love pink gold. But even you know, but even what's funny is even the white gold with the gray argente dial too, man. They're both beautiful, but that pink gold's the way to if you're gonna exit the watch world. And not buy another watch. You got to get the rose or pink gold and just say, I'm done. I got it. I'm good. Uh, yeah, I, I agree, man. It's something <laughs> different, right? It's yeah. Something, especially with that blue panda-ish dial. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> I'm going to need a minute here. <laughs> the, the, the noises watches make, the watches make us make some time. The ugh. Yeah. Oof. Gosh. Yeah. Right. Yeah. UE, what's up? What's what's unlimited money gonna buy you? And nothing and nothing is left in your collection except for the two subs you're giving your kids, and you got one watch to go. Go. Wait, you took all the other watches too? Did you just take what? all my watches away? <laughs> you just said exit watch. That means all your watches are gone, and you have that one watch that's just your one watch. See, I took it as the exit watches. I still keep my whole collection. Oh, this okay, is the last okay. watch that I'm actually gonna right, buy, right. and I'm done buying watches. You can keep those watches, and I give you permission. That's fine. You can you can take them. They're just watches. Dips <laughs> <laughs> on the Grand Seiko uh, okay. GMT. There. Okay. Okay. Noted. Noted. Um, first of all, both of you guys, just listening to the choices that you made, make me seem like a very simple person. So. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, and Daniel, and you and I now sound like such you know, high up there. Well, you are. I think snobs is the word. Yeah, I, was, I didn't want to, I didn't want to go anywhere with words, but yes. Okay. Go, fine. What's so simple about you? E? Go ahead. What's, what's the simple exit watch? My exit watch would just be a mere simple Rolex Submariner in gold with a blue bezel, blue dial. That's it. I'm done. Okay. And here's, right. the, wow. here's the reason why I can wear that watch every day Yeah. and be done. If it is my only watch and Jeremy's going to take the rest of my collection and Daniel, of course, you, <laughs> you've you got my Grand Seiko. That's fine. You yeah, know, everybody right, else. Right. 
I think I think my wife would be a little upset because I think she wants that Daytona, but maybe you guys can work a deal with her. I remember you talking about this blue this blue gold Rolex. I think that would be that would be like an everyday watch for me, and it could be it was it reminds me of almost like that um, the Jack Nicholas episode where he had that day date that was his watch yeah. every day he wore that watch uh greg norman had a very similar yellow gold rolex submariner same thing i think that watch could be an everyday i wouldn't be necessarily worried about wearing it all the time if i was going to a seedy part of town i'd probably end up buying like a casio g-shock and wear that mm-hmm. instead but yeah that would be my exit i'm done and you guys know yeah. i'm a huge fan of the diver so that would be it that's a great choice though you know what though, in your in a, in our defense, mm-hmm. me and Daniel, if we were able to afford that madness of a a piece as our exit watch, you know very well that him and I would wear our pieces everywhere too. Yes, <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure we, you would because we can. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not everywhere. Not in the water or nothing, (laughs) not diving. And we never, and how often do I, you know, it's funny is I look at my collection and I think of the dive watches I have and I, and I think about how many times I've actually truly like dove, dove. Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember that. I'm floating. I'm floating yeah. at the top. The top three, <laughs> five feet in the water, scuba. You know, whatever. I'm not going to. He's he's exactly yeah, it. Man. Yeah, we're either snorkeling or just swimming. That's <laughs> what it comes yeah. down to. Bro, yeah. I could barely tread water. You know? <laughs> I dive deeper yeah. into I dive deeper into bourbon and food than I do in water. So. Touche. If if I'm actually diving, it's probably by accident, and it's not a good thing. <laughs> it's more like sinking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that's cool. Um, yeah, great choices, guys. Again, it just uh. Everybody, it's so neat to listen to everybody's tastes as far mm-hmm. as like, you know, what kind of choices we'd pick. So, it, well, it, see, it, it almost seems like there's two camps here there's me and Jeremy, and then there's you. <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I like, I'm just oh, kidding. I like the way you drew the line in the sand like that, Daniel. But, but, because yeah, so on, far, on. wait, so far we're keeping our speedy. So we're still speedy brothers. Yeah. Right, right. And then if we had a choice in life, we would be Longa brothers too. So, Longa brothers too. Yeah. yeah. E, what's up? Well, I think this is a good place to wrap things up. Um, thank you so much for listening and spending time. I'm just kidding. We're still going. Oh, man. That's funny. Uh, no. So, guys, we have we have a few questions left. And, you know, for those listeners that are still listening, thank you for hanging in there. We still have a few questions. If you guys are up for it, let's keep rocking. So let's rock it. the next question comes from at Mostly Watches EDC. And he asks, what's the hardest watch you've ever sold? <laughs> oh, and I laugh because oh, I kind of wow. said what the hardest watch is already that I am having a hard time selling. So so I'll start. It's my it's my Oris Pro Pilot GMT 57th Reno Air Races Limited Edition. So if there's anybody out there that's interested in that watch, <laughs> I will give you a great price it's i'll price it to sell it's so it's all your uh, no but e there's two ways to look at this question man there's hard to sell meaning you couldn't get it off of your own hands or i had so much meaning to it and i didn't want to sell it but i had to it was that's hard how, to let go that's how that's i was how leaning I read towards it. that oh. that's how i yeah, read it exactly i went for the disgruntled frustrated okay again me and Dan- <laughs> so there's me and daniel and then there's e again so, okay <laughs> 
<laughs> so do you, have you sold so here we'll re we'll re we'll resituate it for you have you sold a watch that you did not want to sell and you regret selling and it was very hard for you to get let go of it i'm thinking that's a great question i'm gonna say no okay all right yeah wow you're lucky you're really no you're, so, you're I'm, and i'm not even being sarcastic or any of that like very yeah. fortunate very fortunate to feel that yeah you, you really are but here's why so i think it's just me in general like I'm, it takes me a little bit to commit. So for me to have it in the collection, I've thought about it already a few times. It's been a few sure. months maybe that I've been coveting the watch. So when the watch is time to go, I believe just like anything else in life, potentially even peanut butter, there's an expiration date, <laughs> right? So, <laughs> so oh, man. there's an inside, oh. there's an inside story to that one. So if anybody wants to DM us, you're welcome to DM us and we'll talk to you about the expiration dates of various <laughs> foods. But, um, <laughs> oh, but, man. but to me, like there's an expiration date. And so when that time comes, it's, it's time to go. That's it. Gotcha. But yeah, I've, I've thought about it though, too, for a period of time. Sure. What about you guys? I feel like, I feel like I know Jeremy's. You know it already. I feel like you I know. know. You know yeah. 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 But go on, tell the story. Yeah. My, I'll make it quick too. So mine, I know everyone knows my story. And if you don't follow me on Instagram and I always talk about it, my most special piece is my yacht master it's the one that really got me into watches it's the one that really got me into like a lot of just diving into the hobby even more and, and just googling more watches but another piece that i don't often talk about that i've talked about in other interviews is the submariner two-tone i had a two-tone submariner 1987 had the you know really old looking stainless steel it was in perfect condition and you know that one, even though the Yacht Master was the one that really dove me into true watch love because of its white dial and elegance and the gold, the Submariner was with me at more places. I would go to, you know, everywhere with that one, even more than the Yacht Master because it wasn't all gold. It was very understated, the black dial, the, you know, the, the, the old look to it. Mm -hmm. And that was, that was one of my other favorite pieces my dad had given me. My dad gave me two different Rolexes. And when I was struggling real bad in the, in the mortgage industry there, and, and in, there were like, maybe I could even go like four months without closing a deal. Think about, you know, paying a rent, you know, splitting the rent with my brother and stuff. Like I had to, I had to choose, you know, I'm right. sitting there in my little, you know, apartment and I got these, this Rolex and I got a bunch of other watches. So I did sell off a few. I sold a Seamaster. I sold a vintage trench Rolex. I sold Submariner two-tone 1987. And I sold a couple of other, other pieces, but that one Submariner was just as special as my Yacht Master. It's another one that my dad gave me that actually went to more different occasions on a more casual and dressy level. So if I was to have the money and really get to that level again, I would Google and even contact someone to say, can you find me a 1987 two-tone Submariner and I'll buy it and I'll put that right back in my collection. Crazy story, man. That's a great story. And I, you know, the yeah. three of us, the reason why, one of the reasons why we get along very well is because of the stories behind these watches. Yeah. And listening to that story, two-tone Submariner. Mm -hmm. That resonates with me very much because as I've shared with some of you guys, you know, I'm turning a milestone birthday mm -hmm. next year. And that choice of Submariner, the newer iteration, 
for the for 2022 is what I would go for. That's what my piece would be for that piece. And and so it's interesting how these these time pieces have so much meaning and it's not just us, it's like even family, right? It's our right. It's the family part of the whole. It's cuz it's part of the family. And it's you know what's crazy is when I read these questions, you emailed it to us and like I tell the story, mm-hmm. but I get emotional each and every time yeah. I tell yeah. that story because me putting pictures of that freaking submariner on ebay yeah and praying to the gods that like the bids were high enough and you know at last minute yes thank god you know i I was able to pay rent for quite a few months you know while i figured it out and that's what my dad said he said you know i had to consult him first i said can i can i we're having a hard time here and he goes you know he said straight up and it sits with me every time he said it did its time it had its purpose you enjoyed it a watch can always be bought again and i'm not mad at you if you sell it and i understand and you know selling that and mailing it away was <laughs> oh, it's gotta be that tough. Was, yeah yeah that was a tough one man yeah yeah daniel uh well i i think hardest watch i've ever sold okay there's a few watches that i regret selling uh, such as the two-tone, actually two-tone mm-hmm. going back to, to you guys. I had a two-tone Tudor oyster date with a linen, gold linen dial. Oh, cool. Beautiful. Oh, why did I sell that watch? <laughs> I, every time I think back to it, I, I just like slap myself, you know, what happened? Right. Why did you sell this? And, and also at the same time, I, I have the same reaction to, uh, uh, I had a, a Cartier tank, a vintage Cartier tank, manual wind, and I sold it. Mm. And uh, now I am, <laughs> you know, kind of on the hunt again for a vintage Cartier tank. Mm. Uh, yeah, but I think those two would cover it. Um, another one that recently left, and I actually, this is an exclusive for Bezel Banter. Nobody knows about this. Okay. Either both of you don't know this either. I uh, I recently sold the Zenith in my collection. Whoa! Did yeah. you the gold yeah. Zenith? Gold Zenith. Oh, wow. Yeah. I I it, it yeah. Long story short, uh, my business partner and I were sitting down, we're, we're chatting, and uh, we're talking about watches, and you know he likes a lot of the, th- he, he, he said, he's like, you know, I pretty much like everything in your collection because, you know, they're, they're, they're great sizes, vintage sizes, and he's Asian as well. So he could wear them. And uh, yeah. And he's like, if you are letting anything go, you let me know. I was like, well, I'm, I've been thinking about letting go of the Zenith maybe because that's a hard wash to let go. You know, if you let it go, well, how are you going to find another right. one? Yeah. It's going to be very difficult. So so, you know, I was telling him about it and, and the next day he, he came over and uh, we, were, we were just hanging out and I had the watch and he checked it out and he's like, if you want, if you're okay with letting this go, I will take it off your hands and, you know, at least it'll stay in the family, right? Yes. So, yeah, so that's what happened. I, I sold the watch to him and, you know, he's enjoying the watch from what I know and, and I told him the do's and don'ts of a vintage zenith (laughs) you know you have to you kind of have to right to Mm -hmm. make sure he takes care of it but um yeah so that thing is gone but not really gone because i I still see it regularly but yeah that's a cool story in the fact that you kept it with a family i i had two watches that i sold 
it was a Rolex Explorer 2. It was a Polar. Um, mm. I, I had that, and I also had a Jeje Lecoult Master Calendar. So it was like a mm. triple mm. calendar. Okay. And I sold that both to the same guy who has been a friend of mine for so many years. So it kind of stuck with the family. So I still see it every so often. That's good, yeah. though, that you get to yeah, see it's, it. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I think that makes it less hard, right? Yes, it's, it does. It's a difficult one because I wanted it for so long and uh, but you know I'm, I'm happy it went to somebody uh, you know really close uh, it's a brother of mine really so that's awesome yeah and he and he told me he's like if you ever want to get this thing back you know just let me know if you ever like just can't stand not having that watch just let me know and okay. we'll, we'll we'll buy we'll buy it back from from him. that's cool but yeah Guys are flipping watches with each other. Like, I'll give it to you at X, X price. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, that's cool. Thanks for sharing those guys. That's yeah. awesome. Got emotional here. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, for those of you that are still there, thank you so much for hanging in with us. I know that we've gone through. Uh, a little over an hour now with all these questions, but we still have a few more. In fact, we have a bonus round. So first of all, thank you guys for hanging in with us. We've got a few more questions. And these questions actually come from the Q&A archive that I've collected. And I thought it would be interesting to go ahead and ask some of the questions that Jeremy asked Bezel Banter a few months back. We never got to air the questions. And so I figured since he's here as one of our special guests, I'd love to hear his take on the questions that he asked us. So, um, so these questions, these next questions are going to be from Jeremy, from Jeremy to Jeremy, <laughs> from Jeremy to Jeremy. It would be like the letter that you write to yourself in the future. Yes. Like when you're, you know, finishing high school and you read it when yes. you're in your forties, it's like throw it in the time capsule. Yeah, exactly. Dear Jeremy, time capsules, yes. what are your top three micro brands, if any, that you love and would recommend? Uh, York and front. Love that, love that brand, the Berard. Mm-hmm. Um, love Henry. Yep, I love Henry. Henry is such a just I don't know. He's just such an authentic, genuine person. So I love the brand, but I love the person behind the brand. Mm-hmm. Um, I love and, and and before I go any further, I don't have a huge amount of experience with micro brands. You know, I don't. Um, I tell you when because of Daniel. I appreciate him giving me the opportunity. I'm absolutely loving the experience with these two pieces makes me really appreciate 30 38 millimeter dressier and yeah something something like dressy but i've worn it to shop right in my sweatpants just to get the full feel of it and mm-hmm. they're beautiful absolutely gorgeous porcelain dials and wow and i don't you know it's funny is like i don't have a big experience with a lot of micro brands but there's one that i've been really interested in that I keep seeing in a few different people's posts, which, which watch, uh, Mike, um, Mr. Thomas Carlo posted. I really like the Vero Vero. Oh, yeah. The look of the Vero, um, the, both the, the North coast color and the, the crown point on the open water models, like nice. those pieces, for some reason, every single time I see them, there's a look to them. That's so different that, makes me want to have it on my wrist i don't know i can't even explain it that's and that's what that's and that's kind of like why i like the watch is because i can't explain why every single time mike posts it or mr thomas carlo posts it or when i see it 
I'm just intrigued by the look of it on a wrist. I don't know. I can't even explain it, but the look of it's really cool. It's not dressy. It's not too, too casual. It looks like a tool watch. And I love the blue and I love the gray. And if, if I was in a better place, that would probably be a, a micro brand I would have in my collection like today. I've been nice. on the website quite a few times and I, and I can't pull the trigger. I just not right now. Very nice. Yeah. So cool, Vero, if you ever listen to this, this very, very good watch. Very beautiful, intriguing piece. Uh, I, I just want to add something there. The, the, uh, the one that Michael has is actually really cool. The green. The design is super unique. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the look of and it. And the bezel as well. Yes. See, yeah, me, like, I think it's the look. It's the look. Like, naturally, I'm not a green person, right? So I love when Mike posts it, and I'm in love with seeing his pictures of it because he photographs his watches so well. But I'm mm-hmm. me naturally, I'm not a green watch person, but I'm a fan of how it looks. So then every single time I see Mike's post, I click on the tag and I go back to the Vera Watches website. And now mm-hmm. I'm staring at the blue and the gray <laughs> for like 15, 20, 30 minutes. And I say to myself, can I afford this right now? I can't afford this right mm-hmm. now. And then I think about it. And then I think about what I would sell in my collection just to create a little bit of wiggle room, just to have a cool different micro brand that I haven't had before. Mm-hmm. And then I tell myself I can't do it. And then I go. And then Mike posts another picture of his green watch, which then makes me go back to the site for the blue and the gray. And it's a vicious cycle. It's a vicious cycle. Because, again, it's a watch that I don't have like like that in the collection. Right. Yeah. And, and put it this way. Michael is an influencer, like you guys are. So when he takes these photos, it does intrigue you. I mean, it intrigues me. And, and the reality is he's so humble with how yep. he talks about his photography, but he's still an amazing yeah, he's photographer. He's real about it. Yeah. He's real about yeah. his he's real about his captions. I love his captions. Yeah. Here's my yeah. watch on a flower. Bye. Yes. That's it. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> exactly it. It's exactly it. Take a guess what this picture where this picture was taken. If you guess toilet, you're right. Okay, I'm done. Bye. Like, okay. Have a nice day. <laughs> Have a nice day. Bye. Wait, did you just say bye? I, <laughs> I did. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Daniel, <laughs> top three micro brands. Uh, well, I I I feel like you know uh, Jeremy has has taken a few uh, a, a couple mm-hmm. <laughs> a loaded, from me. like a loaded question for you, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. Well, okay. So you know what? Not mentioning the obvious that you know I I, I love your friend and I love Atelier Wen. I think there's a few more that I can that I can uh, bring up. So I love Notice. Uh, Notice watches based out of California, uh, ran by uh, Wes and Colin. Uh, great guys, and I, you know, I've I've loved them since the beginning, and they've really done super well with their design and their manufacturing. Uh, the quality just keeps going up, and you know, exceeding all of my and and a lot of my friends uh, expectations with their watches so definitely notice um other than that i think uh hk uh hk is a company based out of hong kong and it's it's pre- pre- like spelled h k e d okay so if you google hk they they do sort of um more so you you guys all know about the the seagull 1963 chronograph right yes. the the, the Chinese Air Force chronograph. So Seagull still makes them, uh, but their their version is a little bit 
different from it's not a true quote unquote true reissue in a way that the design is slightly different from the original watch. So HK uh, Ed, he actually go he he, he goes and he, he he came up with this watch that's pretty much uh, uh, an exact copy of of what the older uh, like mm. the actual 1963 watch is, and. Uh, but he, he does a little spin on it where he puts different dial colors. There's a panda dial and, and things like that as well. And generally they're much better QC'd because if you buy a Seagull 1963, it could be from eBay, it could be from AliExpress. You know, you don't, you don't know what you're getting because those sellers are not very, uh, you know, forthcoming with, with what kind of stock they have. Right. So, uh, with HK, like he he personally QCs every watch and he gets them in batches and he doesn't let them out the door until he's checked them out. So oh, these are beautiful. Uh, you're, you're getting a peace of mind. Yeah, yeah. I'm on and the website now. I'm looking super, at the Panda dial. Wow. Yeah. So so they're super uh, affordable and it's a mechanical chronograph column wheel. Uh, you know, I, I think you know through that episode of of the chronograph episode, uh, Ernesto and I did. I talked about the Venus movement. So these watches actually use a, a pretty much the same Venus movement when the Chinese company bought their tooling to make the same movement. So um, yeah, they're reliable watches and, and I love them and I love the way the pushers feel. And for the money, you just, I, I personally don't think you can beat it. It's so funny you're talking, I'm, I'm on the website and I'm looking at the black. That's actually the only one that's available the, the, with the blue. Is that yeah. the blue on the crown? Let me, uh, oh, the, the, the blue is just a sticker you peel off. Okay, so it's in the picture. But anyway, sure. it's it's a beautiful chronograph. And man, that movement is, that movement's It's nice. beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think now he actually uses an, another version of the uh, ST19 movement where it actually has a swan neck regulator as well. So it's not just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. It's actually, it's, pretty cool this might have to be my first yeah. panda piece i'm kidding oh go for it man it watch fiend and i both bought the same watch actually yeah from, from, from nice. Ed, yeah and like, i like that it's 42 the, the, you can get it in 42 but you can also get it in 38 yeah yeah so i think uh jimmy and i both got uh, 38 but yeah man great Beautiful. great brand yeah as for third Ah, uh, okay. That's, I, I don't know. I, I, I feel like there's a few different Michael brands that I want to recommend, but I've never handled them before. Mm -hmm. uh, so maybe I'll just go with the easy one. That is Helios. Helios is, Helios is a, a, good... a, a brand out of Vancouver, Canada, yeah. and his quality, his build quality is unbelievable. So, you know, if you can get your hands on a Helios when they're new, uh, he launches them on the website and it's quite crazy because you know sometimes his website will crash as well mm. <laughs> when you when you go buy them as we all know there's a few brands that tend to do that mm -hmm. but uh, <laughs> yeah sadly halios is one of them <laughs> but uh their watches are really good watches are really well built and the designs are all very original and uh i've had their bronze one the bronze c4 mm -hmm. uh the dial is so so cool this sunburst gray dial is just unbelievable and yeah, I, I wish it wasn't bronze because otherwise I'd, uh, I'd, I'd have kept it. But yeah, Helios. Those are my three. Helios, Notice, and HK. Very cool. You know, that Helios is, is definitely a brand that is on my short list. So for me, the, the three micro brands that 
I would recommend. Two are because of experience, and that would be the Unimatic and the Vertex. Those two mm, watches. Those are two beautiful options. Solid. Mm-hmm. Um, I appreciate the communication back and forth with the founders of that brand. And so it's nice to be able to, cool. to have that conversation That's with better. them. That's better. That makes it yeah. better. The other one I don't have direct experience with, but I know the founder, and it would be your confront, right? So, I mean, mm. like, just having an opportunity to collaborate with Henry a little bit. I don't, I don't have firsthand experience with his watches, hopefully one day, but I would definitely endorse that watch, definitely endorse that brand. You know, I'm a huge fan of Henry. I love the Burrard. Love the Burrard. Mm-hmm. All right, next question by Jeremy. If you had to choose just one piece to keep in your collection, what would it be? Very hard. Um, I mean, if I can't choose, if I was able to choose two, it would be my Rolex and my Panerai because those two. But then if I had to choose between the two, if it was a half do, it would have to be the Rolex. Yeah. So that's it. You know, it's, it's, you know, the piece that my dad gave me and I could always get other ones, but, but that Rolex, if worse can worse, can buy me the other pieces back if I needed to. So. Right. True. <laughs> you know, yeah. Truth. Yeah. Daniel, what about you? Nice. Uh, I would say probably the Speedy. Okay. It's it's just a very important watch to me. I uh, It's a milestone watch that I bought when my uh, company turned three years old. And uh, yeah, I, I, I just, it's it's a reminder of what kind of I went through mm-hmm. in the first few years of, of my career to, you know, to be able to get something like that. So it's a very important watch to me. And I hope to keep that in the family to, to pass down one day. So definitely the speed. Nice. Very nice. For me, it would be my Rolex GMT, the BLNR. Um, mm. That one, that means a lot to me. So I would definitely like to keep that one for as long as I can in That's my collection. It's a great yep. one. Yeah. Last question from Jeremy. Okay. And for to from wrap me. up the Q&A. So if someone came to you for a recommendation on their first ever luxury piece, what would that be? And since we have the person right here asking the question, yeah. Do you have a price point in mind or are you just kind of opening it? I'm opening it. I mean, my, my price points are like, you know, if it's your first high end luxury and high end luxury could be so many levels to different people, mm-hmm. but I, I put it to like the three, three to six, maybe okay. 7,000 range. That's a great range. Um, okay. Yeah. And that's because, because that's what I was able to do, you know, like, after I sold off my whole, almost my whole collection and kept my Rolex and my, my Tag Heuer Carrera and then kind of slowly rebuilt it to what it is now, um, I started with, so my, I have three, three brands. And, and the, the first ever, if you want to look and narrow down your choices to your first ever th- luxury brand, I would narrow it down to, and it's not just because of price, but it's price, quality, history, and accessibility. Mm-hmm accessibility is very important you don't want to like go dream about it and not be able to get it tudor omega and panerai what do you mean by like tudor omega panerai did, oh you like that, like the... your first ever uh, did you mean by piece like like a particular piece or brand oh i don't know because it was your question yeah so i meant it like i meant it like like what i meant the brand wise like you know okay, which, okay. what in what brand yeah i'm sorry maybe okay, maybe no, i should okay. have been more descriptive yeah so like first ever. So Tudor, Omega, and Panerai. So I would say like research the three. Yes. Go with a oh, Tudor, like a, okay. t- a Tudor BB58. 
right? right? That's like your diver. And then you can go with an Omega Seamaster or a Speedmaster. And then yes. you can get a Panerai base model or one of the other ones. And those three to make a decision on your first luxury piece is very solid for me. 100%. Okay. Those are great brands. And you kind of hit various spectrums depending upon what your tastes are. Mm -hmm. And you don't yeah. have to wait. You don't have to wait. Like that's why I chose yes. it is, is if it's your first ever luxury piece, you're not going to have to wait for any of those really. I mean, I know mm -hmm. one person who waited, I think six months for the BB blue. Mm. And, you know, that was because he wanted to get it from one particular AD and waited very long. And now he finally has it. And I'm very, that's actually a Northern watch owl, you know, uh, Matt mm. okay. he yeah. has his BB 58 BB blue. And he's like in the clouds right now. And he waited for that one, but he right. knew. But think about that piece, how how much of a, a happy person he is after all the research. And it is accessible if he had more options in Canada Yes. to get mm -hmm. that piece, for, to get the full experience from a boutique. You know what I mean? But mm -hmm. yeah, Tudor Omega and Panerai, you could go to a store and be like, I want that piece. And you, you pretty much can go home with your first luxury piece almost. Very nice. Yeah. Cool. Daniel? Well, I think uh, for me, I would go with Cartier or mm. Longines. Okay. Longines is nice. I would, I would pick the two. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, Longines has a great history. Mm -hmm. it does. And they make some phenomenal watches. And uh, Cartier as well. Cartier's, I mean, they've got so many iconic models in their lineup. They do. Yeah. Yeah, it's. I, I don't think you can go wrong with either, you know. And and they're very accessible in the sense that you can buy them. There, there's no waiting lists. Um, yeah, you might be able to even get some discounts on them. But it's true. Yeah. And you know what? I love that you brought up Cartier because at the end of the day, too, is you don't have to go all in and go to the most expensive option. They have quartz options too. Yes. Yeah, they have quartz options. Great. They have the. The solar, the the really the one watch that uh, I keep telling my girlfriend to buy because she's trying to uh, get something to commemorate a career milestone, a life milestone. Uh, I keep telling her to get a tank, and specifically the tank solar beat mm -hmm. that came beautiful. out this year. Yeah. That's beautiful. It's a gorgeous watch, and I love the idea behind it of being, you know, uh, uh, environmentally friendly and all that. So, yeah, I, I think that's a, there's some solid choices. And if you want to go, you know, something more mechanical, then there's also choices from Cartier that is around, you know, maybe five or six thousand and you can mm -hmm. get a mechanical watch, uh, movement. So, yeah. Yeah. Beautiful choice. Yeah. What about you, Ernesto? So my choice, if I had just one to pick, would be a Tudor Black Bay 58. You guys know I'm a Boom. big diver okay. fan, but that's that's at that price point where... You're getting a pretty good luxury watch, Swiss watch. It's got 70-hour power reserve. It's a pretty robust piece. It's it's just robust. an everyday watch that you can wear. If I had to pick two, because apparently I didn't see that written on the question, but uh, you guys picked multiple watches that, so too. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's right. I would probably pick like a Grand Seiko. Um, and it would it might be, if it's your first one, I think you can get for three thousand to six thousand dollars. You can either go with a quartz, or you can go with just a simple automatic. Or you want to pony up a little bit for fifty eight hundred dollars US. You can get yourself a spring drive, right? Mm. The snowflake, and that could be an everyday watch. And you want to talk about starting your luxury watch collection, right? That's probably a pretty good piece to start with if that was your first luxury. It is very watch. nice. That's very nice. Love it. Love it. It's an awesome pick. <laughs> Thank you. Good choices. 
I just I felt I felt I felt like you guys have been ganging up on me all evening. I, I picked one watch, you guys picked two or three. It's like so I had to kind of throw that in there. Sorry. I didn't I didn't, I didn't word it correctly. I, you know, I'm sorry, Mr. Literal over here. Uh, I love his pause though. I, I said my answer and then I just saw him it looked like your internet froze. Right. <laughs> I hate when that happens too. He literally looked like this. <laughs> in in the world in the world of Zoom and Teams calls, like that's the worst when that thing freezes. And like I that. and I love your answer. Like, did you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I heard you, but that's not the question. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. oh man, guys, this has been so much fun. I think yes. I I hope the listeners had fun. I know I had fun. Selfishly, I enjoyed my time with you guys, as always. Likewise. Likewise, Likewise, brother. It's always fun. And we got to do another, we'll do another live too. Because oh, people yeah. love that. Oh, one. yeah. Let's we do another do live. That. Right. Yeah. We'll schedule that out. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. definitely. Well, guys, was there anything else before I close this thing out? Was there, did you guys have anything that you want to add? Well, I just want to, I just want to wish you luck in editing this, <laughs> this, this masterpiece of an hour and probably 50 minutes now at this point. <laughs> Yeah, I wonder how long this episode will be when it comes out. Let's just let's. let's I told see. you, forty-two minutes. <laughs> forty-two minutes. <laughs> the first three questions, oh. it'll be done. So. That should be one of the questions. Q and A. Hey, Ernesto, how long is this episode going to be? <laughs> <laughs> three hours. It's a oh. battle of. Yeah. No. Questions. I, 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 thank. Thank you for having us, man. Thank you for having us. Thank you for putting in all this work to, you know put up with us <laughs> whatever we're on no, thank you guys i really appreciate you guys spending time with with me to go ahead and put this stuff together i know our listeners appreciate and value your thoughts as well too so thank you guys for that that really means a lot to me jeremy did you have anything or daniel did you have anything that you kind of wanted to plug before we um wrap up no we i have nothing man yeah i have nothing yeah, we man. got nothing I had a good time hanging out with you guys. These are great questions. Got a little emotional for one of them. So thank you for that. And yep. I had some, this is good, man. This is very good. Well, fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. To all the listeners out there. Thank you very much for hanging out with us to everybody that sent in a question. Thank you guys so much. We appreciate you submitting these questions and your engagement. Please hit the show notes for more details. You can follow us on Instagram. I'm at Ernesto Guapo 72, and you can follow the show at, at, bezel banter media if you have any questions for us please feel free to reach out to us on bezelbanter at gmail.com and please subscribe and review wherever you find your podcast because it truly helps us out additionally you can grab this episode and other episodes at www.bezelbanter.com thanks again and we look forward to catching up with you on the next episode of bezel banter thank you thank you